An Arizona Cardinals legend is reportedly leaving the franchise an in-house successor potentially to Steve Keim. What's going to happen to scouting? Will the team be fully prepared for the 2022 NFL Draft? We'll get into that conversation, plus a full preview of the conference championship weekend coming up from our experts here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And what's the number one position priority for the Arizona Cardinals going into this offseason? It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy. We're you are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Thanks for joining us here. Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, as we flip sides. Thank you for doing that, Alex. Come on, bro. We're in our proper spots, as you can see below me, my name, my Twitter handle, at Bob Rack, if you're just listening to the podcast free across all platforms, and at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex. Arizona Cardinals may be losing a key member of their scouting department, their front office, Adrian Wilson, the Cardinals legend, the Aries safety. He's uh, looking like he's going to be the new general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If that happens, same thing that would happen if Vance Joseph were to take a head coaching position elsewhere. Arizona Cardinals are going to get a couple draft picks in return for Adrian Wilson uh, going east to Jacksonville, taking over the reins there, working uh, with reportedly Byron Leftwich, an old colleague of Alex's and myself, reporting it. And I think the source is pretty reliable uh, when it comes to Adrian Wilson news and Mike Jarecki. Um, we'll get into that one. That's that's going to be our main to- topic here. Plus, what the Arizona Cardinals' main priority, position priority needs to be when free agency opens up, when offseason, when wheeling and dealing is allowed as far as the NFL goes. And then uh, we'll get you'll get some expert opinions, insight on this weekend's conference championships from some uh, – our guys over at Locked On Bengals, Locked On Niners, Locked On Rams, and of course, Locked On Chiefs. They're gonna uh, they're gonna wrap things up here on today's edition of Locked On Cardinals. So, Alex, when you see that Adrian Wilson is taking potentially the job in Jacksonville, what are your initial thoughts? Good. <laughs> you know, I mean, good for him, right? You know, for somebody. There are very few lifers or, you know, close to lifers really around the organization still. And Adrian Wilson, you know, especially how when I first moved, I moved here in 2010, Adrian Wilson's name was prominent. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like seeing, I I need to frame this properly. Um, It's like seeing somebody in a situation that they're probably better than, but they're loyal and they stay. And then they get an opportunity finally, and they jump on it. It's one of those things. It's one of those, like when Paul Goldschmidt got traded, it's kind of like that where it's like, you know what? Good for him. You're going to do incredible things when you're not under the thumb of somebody who's probably severely more inept than you, that, you know, then, and Adrian Wilson probably should have the GM job of the Arizona Cardinals already if this will run like a normal organization. Good for him. It is not going to be easy in that organ. Like, he and Byron Leftwich are going to be in charge of completely flipping the Jacksonville Jaguars on their head. Completely. 
with, a, with with an owner who makes rash decisions, with an owner who doesn't seem to get it all the time, and with an owner's son who obviously spouts off on Twitter from time to time. I think this is a home run for Jacksonville. And 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 even with Byron Leftwich, like obviously, yeah, under uh, you know, we we saw Byron Leftwich up close and personal. I was question. It, I, it was a kind of a questionable bump up once they fired Mike McCoy because we had no idea. Mm. We had no idea. Just because just because people play in the NFL and they play quarterback doesn't mean they're going to be good coaches. And he just moved in so seamlessly under BA. And BA is the kind of guy that'll teach you. Andy Reid's the kind of guy that'll teach you. Bill Belichick's coaching tree is terrible, probably because he doesn't teach his coaches very well. He kind of does his thing. They do their thing. So this is when I saw this initially started to roll downhill. I was like, this is home run all around. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate for the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, to, except for, for the, except for the Cardinals to, <laughs> yeah, Cardinals. to, to, to give both of them, not just one, but both of those guys, their start in, in their respective, uh, you know, jobs. I mean, as far as Byron what left, which he got the, to kind of intern and start his, you know, slowly under BA and then continue with the next coaching staff. And he was probably the, uh, uh, the best coach outside of Jeff Rogers on Steve Wilkes's coaching staff promoted, as you mentioned, to offensive coordinator midseason after the Mike McCoy experiment was a complete disaster. A three-yard dive each and every play. Every play it seemed like, um, you know, I, I like both of the moves because, you know, Byron Leftwich, and we'll get to A-Dub here because he deserves most of the, the talk here because he is a Cardinals legend. He's in this, the ring of honor and you know, he's, he's, he's not only shined on the field, but in the front office for this organization. Um, you know, I think Byron Leftwich is just a, a football lifer. He speaks football. He can, he can teach it very well to younger players. And he played the position of their, of Jacksonville's uh, number one asset. And that's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, his priority is going to be developing uh, Trevor Lawrence, who had a very poor season, nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions. And he's going to be able to avoid the dysfunction and the soap opera nature that Jacksonville was operating under with Urban Meyer. So I like the hire potentially of, of Byron Leftwich. As we record this, it is an official, so things can change. Uh, hopefully we don't have to uh, just light this podcast on fire, but I, I think it's going to happen. I trust I trust the source. The, the The guy reporting it is somebody that doubles and triples and checks his uh, his, his details and his, as far as inside knowledge. But Adrian Wilson is he approached his front office position you know in his scouting position exactly like he approached his playing safety and playing uh being that first real hybrid player in the organization that i feel steve kime has been chasing ever since adrian wilson was released from this franchise and then ended up hanging it up and i think what he really does possess the ability to do is understand the business side of 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 the nfl because he was with this organization. He was proud to be a part of this organization, a pillar of this organization. And then one day was told he can't play for the Cardinals any longer. And he didn't take it personally. He went in and he signed with the New England Patriots. He didn't make it through training camp. He, was, he, he got to experience that first-class organization, saw how it operated and, and with Tom Brady there and Bill Belichick, um, and kind of got to experience that. And then when it came time to take the next step, he he... He, uh, he he started from the very the bottom. I mean, he started as a scout and in 2015 worked his way up and then he was kind of the vice president of, of scouting for the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll see you know, if they're behind the eight ball as far as this year's draft and how things could potentially change. Are we going to see Steve Kime without Adrian Wilson in the war room 
start to look back at those small school guys and make the same mistakes without a dub there. I hope that's not true. You know, I don't know what his influence was. Adrian Wilson was. See, that's interesting. Let me ask you, let me ask you that. So does he get any blame for this? Like if we're going to like, yeah, I mean, He's, it's tough because you know success on the field doesn't translate to success in 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 the in the front office. I mean, we've seen that even with the goat Michael Jordan. I mean, he's a terrible guy as far as oh, building. Call me Brown, baby. Yeah. Um. So Ooh. I, you know, I don't know. I don't. I think he he should. I mean, as far as scouting guys and, and what they bring to the table, you're impressed by everybody's skill set, but you know. There is a difference between finding a guy who has great skills and uh, and whether or not it's going to translate to the NFL and the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals have fallen short in that. And you know, I think I think it's it's a piece of it. We'll see. I mean, we're going to get a, a you know not just a test. Adrian Wilson's going to be you know making all the moves for Jacksonville, so we'll see right away. You know, was he kind of was he handcuffed a little bit by with who's was ahead of him making the? That's the interesting decision. too. Yeah. yeah, he might have been trumped anyways. Like, but we don't know. I mean, again, speculation. Just an interesting thing. Like, was Adrian Wilson part of the problem? Probably not. But it's just an interesting thing. I mean, he's the vice president to, you know, the president of the Cardinals, as it were. Here's what I'll say, say though. I think there's a little bit of. I think Adrian Wilson is an Arizona Cardinal. Mm-hmm. I think. I think he is. And if it came down to it, even though he just, you know, if if he takes the job in Jacksonville. If Arizona called him after the Steve Kime era and said, "Hey, we want you to come and, and save our franchise that that needs you," uh, I think he I think he takes it. I think he would he wouldn't he wouldn't be even though Jacksonville gave him his first legit shot. The Arizona Cardinals are near and dear to his heart. That if if things went south even more so with Kime, that you could get a dub back in the building. Well, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure he'll sign a three or four year deal. I mean, I, I'm assuming that right. he's not. Well, like, Steve Kime is never going to get fired. <laughs> like, this isn't, I mean, it's, it's, and you know what? And we had a couple people reach out to us on Twitter, like, okay, enough about Steve Kime. This is the uncomfortable stuff. It's starting. I've been teasing it all regular season. There's going to be weird conversations. They're going to happen a lot because this ecosystem, Viva Los Biodome, isn't back to where it was before Polly Shore and whatever Baldwin ransacked through it. Okay, because that's where we are now. It was good, ransacked second half of the season, and it's got to rebuild and, you know, make filters out of all the cigarette butts after the party. Yeah, I, you, you know, it's, it, it, we need that qualifier in there. What, what the people who reach out to us on social media need to understand is we've got new listeners each and every day. And I don't want anybody to, to listen to this podcast under the assumption that we're okay with how things have been been going as far as that side of things in the Arizona Cardinals. It's just we we do a daily podcast. We have new listeners pop on each all the time. They don't listen on a daily basis. We appreciate all those who make us your first listen. But look, there's 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 people that pop in and they have the same frustrations as we do. We just want to make sure that nothing gets lost and that we're sitting there with our Steve Kime penance and saying, hey, let's go, Kime. Let's keep it up. Keep up the good work, buddy, because we're not. I mean, things that I think my feeling is where the biggest drop off was for this this organization down the stretch was its lack of depth. But, uh, you know, we'll have way more time this offseason to deep dive that we are going to get into with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, what their number one priority should be position wise whether it's free agency in the draft, where they need to upgrade this offseason, 
and they're going to do it without potentially Adrian Wilson in the front office. But Alex and I, we got to tell you about an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app at the App Store, Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump any longer. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more in your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making up the $200, $300 a year cash back. There's no catch. The cash gets added right to your bank account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account. PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's touchdown. Alex, what do you got for us as far as this weekend's betting action? BetOnline.ag. It's Friday, man. Seven points last time I checked. The Rams were laying at home against the 49ers. I mean, we talked about this a couple days ago. Like, that's a lot of points, man. (laughs) Right? Isn't that a lot of points? Well, either way, if you like it, if you like laying them, if you like taking them, Bet Online has got you covered. They'd like to wish you a happy new betting year. No, not a happy birthday, like Cody Rourke from Locked On uh, Broncos did earlier today. Cody called you out as we continue our march through the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year. They've got a new updated desktop and mobile website. So go there, sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, all the way to all your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online's where it's at, man. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free across all platforms. If it's free, it's for me. If it's free, it should be for you as well. All you got to do is put up with some of our, our our ad reads where Alex will ad lib, and you know sometimes it's entertaining and sometimes it's not. Um, but we appreciate our great sponsors and in, in keeping everything free including a message from Bilt Bar coming up and also insight on this week's games coming up shortly here on Locked On Cardinals. Um, so when we look at this Arizona Cardinals team and where it fell short this year, there's several areas. I don't think you could knock down, you know, where um, they were had strengths at the end of this season. Even at the quarterback position, I think Kyler Murray would admit that he didn't finish strong. Um, Alex, when you look at it where the team needs to invest it's some of its draft picks and it's free agent dollars. What's the number one position priority for you for this Cardinals team in the 2022 off season? Oh man. I mean, there's so many, like there's <laughs> not so many. I mean, if this isn't like the worst defense, you know, but I still think it's offensive line. I mean, I know the defensive line is probably the easy way to say it. You know, you can, if you can get somebody to, to shore up the, the run defense for the Cardinals, but we saw what happens when Kyler Murray is not protected. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened early in the season when the offensive line was playing out of their minds. It's still offensive line for me. A guard on either side of, of uh, Rodney Hudson, that's who you draft. Because the other three, I feel like are, I mean, Rodney Hudson is all pro, and the two guys on the outside are fine. When the guards aren't equipped to do what they do, it makes the tackles look worse. I would draft 
the best guard on the board at 23. There's going to be some interesting guards available in free agency. Brendan Scherf from uh, Washington. We'll see if he ends up staying there, kind of an injury risk. You've got Lake and Tomlinson from San Francisco. There's going to be options, but people are going to have to pay a premium, as they always do, when any free agent offensive lineman hit the market. Like The number just goes up a little bit more. It's not the most cost-efficient way to rebuild your offensive line. Steve Kime traditionally hasn't done it through the draft. He drafted DJ Humphreys. I guess you can call him a success. He made it. He's the only what Cardinals first rounder to make it to a second contract in the Steve Kime era. Um, you know, when, when you look at that offensive line, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to see them draft invest some draft capital into it. Um, in, in the defensive line, absolutely. Where this this defense, its biggest issue was stopping the run, and it starts up front. And they just didn't have anybody. Poor Corey Peters, you know, to, to the guy. I mean, he 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 gave his all, and he's given his all for this organization. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't been helped out by any, really anybody else on the interior of that that defensive line. So we'll see if what they do because they do have money to spend, and they can kind of finagle their cap to get a lot of money to spend to to make a splash. But you got to imagine they've got to to retain guys and to add depth. Um, they've got to spread the money a little bit better than they have the last couple off seasons. I think also the wide receiver position is something that still remains an issue. I mean, and I don't think the best way to do it is even, even though I've outlined Steve Kimes inability to draft players, you know, if you make it simple for him and say, Hey, Jamison Williams, if he's available, you pull the trigger. I don't care about his ACL injury. He went to Alabama. He's a surefire prospect. He's, he's over six feet tall. He's a playmaker. You need two playmakers for Kyler Murray. You just have to have it. It's 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 imperative now going forward for Kyler Murray's success because everybody has it. I mean, look at the playoffs right now. Each and every team has multiple playmakers where I think er, where Kyler Murray has one reliable playmaker, and when he went down, the offense couldn't produce points. Yeah, but you can't draft a uh, wide receiver at 23, right? Why not? What was what was Justin Jefferson? Yeah, he was there. But I mean, it, they they haven't eaten their vegetables yet. Every <laughs> offseason, they haven't eaten their vegetables yet. It wasn't Tristan Wirfs. It was Isaiah Simmons. It wasn't no. Greg Newsom. It was Zayvon Collins. They haven't eaten their vegetables yet. They don't get dessert. You don't get a wide. You don't deserve a wide receiver. You can't. They're gonna draft a wide receiver at twenty three. Like I mean, this is just like this is. As Bo mentions multiple times a week, the definition of insanity, doing the same things, expecting different results. They should draft a corner also. I'm going to flip-flop 46 times before the draft. 22nd was Justin Jefferson, by the way. Yeah, right. No, and I'm sure like that's the sweet spot. Late first, early second. I get it. For teams that deserve it, okay? The Cardinals don't deserve it, even though they need it. He's going to draft a wide receiver in the second round. It's what he's going to do. It's what happens every year. Yeah. Yeah, but what's crazy is like Cincinnati didn't eat their vegetables either, you know, and, and they were rewarded. But at the same token, they were sitting there and they were staring down the top wide receiver prospect mm-hmm. in the draft. You're not going to be sitting there at 22 or 23, but like Minnesota was sitting there and they wanted Justin Jefferson. They're like, well, we got Philly in front of us and Philly makes the decision to take Jalen Regar instead, Jalen Rager. Woo, what a misstep that was. But, uh, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, I don't, I don't know if I answered the question. I, I think 
um, is as sexy as that is, you gotta you have to look at the offensive and defensive line, and where your biggest weakness was was the defensive line. Yeah, and and you, and you build it, but I don't mean take you know a, a defenseman a net again in the first round for the third consecutive season. I mean that hasn't exactly been working out either. So he drops I'm, a linebacker. Bo's quitting the podcast. He told me. <laughs> He's, but it's like Steve Kime finally, maybe with Adrian Wilson leaving the building, like he can give up that dream of finding the next A dub again. It's like this this safety that can play linebacker. He's been doing it his entire GM tenure. Steve Kime's not Jimmy Johnson. Okay, this isn't no. 1993 when Jimmy Johnson just rolled that into Dallas or in Miami when he was there first. He revolutionized the linebacker position forever. He dropped safeties and quarters to play linebacker. That ain't this. No. Okay? Like, any position they're going to draft is right, and any position they're going to draft, aside from offensive line or defensive line, is wrong. Like, it's, it is it is a conundrum that we had last year as well. Like, the one no-no last year was running back. Okay? That was the no-no. It was Najee Harris was there. It was a no-no. I think that was the right call. Like, even mm-hmm. though Najee Harris is going to be great, like, well, I mean, who who the hell knows? I mean, Najee Harris may be a better pro than Zayvon Collins. But the amount – and listen, I haven't dived at all into the draft yet. Yeah. I'm not these maniacs. Like, I'm not Joe Krabs and Joe Marino – or uh, 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 what's Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Mm-hmm. I'm not insane like them doing this since, like, August of last year. But there are so, – like, corner – Offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, sure. And, the, and like, and if Vance Joseph takes the Miami job, they're going to get a compensatory third round pick this year. So they get a first, a second, and two thirds, and no fourth or fifth round pick. The fifth was for Zach Ertz, and the fourth was trading up for Marco Wilson. So this is what happens when you trade for players and you can't draft for expletive. You don't have draft picks the next year because you can't draft. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, like, and the only, the one thing to look out for, and it's, you know, January 27th, if the Cardinals see somebody they like, okay. And they get a, and Vance Joseph takes that job in Miami and they get an extra third round pick. Well, Adrian Wilson's going to, he's going to get one of those for you. Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. So my, so my point is that if you, if you get a first, you get an extra third. Okay. You better believe that if there is a guy 10 spots higher, the Cardinals are going to take that first round and that extra third round and move up. Like 23 is a very interesting spot. There's a lot of places where you can trade back and gain more capital or trade up, even though trading back seems, you know, not sexy. Like that is definitely an option at 23 for somebody that yep. wants to jump back into the first round. Yep. Yep. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Lockdown Cardinals. Our friends from Lockdown Bengals and Chiefs and Lockdown 49ers and Rams, they're going to take over, give you some insight and preview this weekend's conference championship Sunday. Cannot wait for it. Uh, They'll take over on the other side. But first, got to tell you that, of course, it's a new year and it's a new you. You've got that resolution to get into shape. And Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Even better than a candy bar, it's going to be your secret weapon He's sticking to your resolution. Most built bars, they've got 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is just trash that you're putting in your body. <laughs> 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar. 
and dozens of net carbs. Nobody's like mistaking a candy bar for a protein bar, right? Nobody's sitting there crushing a workout and throwing down a Twix bar, right? Mm, I mean, these bars are Twix. Twix is good, but not as good as a built bar. <laughs> Go true. to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Come. Coming up, Championship Sunday is just days away, and we've got to punch two tickets to the Super Bowl. Who will serve as the reigning AFC and NFC champions for the year to come? We'll find out what each team still standing needs to do to earn a conference title on Locked On Now NFL. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. You're listening to Locked On Now NFL, local experts on the biggest stories throughout the NFL. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NFL hosts are here to look ahead to the NFC and AFC championship games. Let's start where these teams are trying to get to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. They will host the Super Bowl in two weeks, but first, the Rams have to host the 49ers for the NFC crown. The biggest game. San Francisco 49ers fans don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo will be their starting quarterback next season, but they do know that he'll be under center to try to win his second NFC championship game in three years against the Rams on Sunday. With a chance to remain undefeated against the NFC in the postseason, our Locked On 49ers host says the key to a San Francisco victory is Jimmy G not making the big mistakes that could cost the Niners the whole game. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker, and I am one half of the Locked On 49ers crew here to give you your 49ers' main key to victory as they travel to Levi South and take on the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game. All right. I, I think this, this game, it begins and ends with the play of Jimmy Garoppolo. And if I had to give just one main key victory here, it's Jimmy G, don't turn the ball over. And if you do, just limit it. So right now, 49ers, the way I see it, Jimmy G, one turnover. That's all we're giving you, just one. Anything more than that, it would be trouble for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so that's going to do it, man. I hope you guys appreciate that. Make sure you guys listen to our show as well, Locked On 49ers, the best show on the Locked On Network podcast. Let's go, 49ers, win this game this Sunday. Matthew Stafford picked up his first playoff win just a couple of weeks ago, and now he's a win away from playing the biggest football game on the planet in the Rams' home stadium. Our Locked On Rams host tells you how L.A. gets the veteran QB to the Super Bowl he's chased for 12 whole seasons. Hey, it's Travis Rogers from Locked On Rams. So here is the one key to victory this weekend for the Rams in the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. Remember when you used to play with matches as a kid and maybe you'd get away with it once in a while and a couple of weeks, months, years later, you realize how bad of an idea that was that you could have burned the whole house down? That was the Rams in Tampa against the Bucks. They were playing with matches. They turned it over way too many times. Four turnovers in that game. Somehow they escaped. Somehow they beat Tom Brady despite turning it over four different times. If they're going to beat the Niners, they simply cannot do that. They might be able to get away with one. Two is probably the end of the wrap. And anything more than that 
it is absolutely not going to happen for you there. You can check out more about the Los Angeles Rams on my podcast, Locked on Rams, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is free and available on all platforms, your team, every day. The Kansas City Chiefs played the Cincinnati Bengals just a few weeks ago at the end of the regular season, and since he won. So how do the Chiefs make sure that that doesn't happen again with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line? Our Locked On Chiefs says a combination of learning from the mistakes of that game and keeping the momentum going from last week will add up to a big win. But he has more on the details. The AFC Championship game comes down to two things for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can Patrick the Reaper Mahomes continue his run as we saw against the Bills? And can the Chiefs defense and its staff learn its lesson from the last time they played the Cincinnati Bengals? I'm Ray Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, and that's what it comes down to. You saw an extraordinary effort by the offense, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, to not only get to overtime, but then win it. They don't need to do that. They have to avoid it, in fact, in order to get this win against a team that is nearly as explosive. On the other side, you have to be careful if you're Steve Spagnuolo or anyone out there on the field on the defensive side of the ball to not overreact to what you saw the last time when Jamar Chase destroyed that secondary on a circus catch after circus catch. Tyron Matthews should be back and playing in this ballgame. That helps. You have to adjust and you have to play over the top and you have to try to take Chase and limit him. Not take him away because then you're devoting too many other resources to that and someone else is going to hurt you. I think they're going to play more zone. I think they have to back off and let Joe Mixon hurt them if he can. They'll live with that, and that will get them the win. For more on this game and your Chiefs, check out Locked On Chiefs. We're free on every platform. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joe Burrow took a beating last week as he fought his way into the AFC Championship game. And while Cincinnati does already have a win against Kansas City under its belt this season, our Locked On Bengals host says that the team can't get a second one if it doesn't keep its quarterback on his feet. Will the Bengals take down the Chiefs on Sunday in Kansas City in advance to the Super Bowl? Hi again, everyone. I'm James Rapine of the Locked On Bengals podcast. And that is the question going into this epic AFC championship game between two teams that played each other this month. They played each other on January 2nd at Paul Brown Stadium. The Bengals came out victorious 34 to 31, overcoming three different 14-point deficits. I expect Sunday to be a different story. The Bengals can't fall behind against this Chiefs team by two scores and expect a rally on the road. But the number one key, protect Joe Burrow. Burrow was sacked nine times last week against the Titans. He was hit 13 times. And yeah, the offense had 19 points. Well, 19 points isn't going to cut it against Patrick Mahomes. The magic number, 40. If they can somehow get to 40, you feel good about their chances. How do they do that? They keep Joe Burrow upright. If they do that, he can distribute the ball to all of his weapons, including Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. And the Bengals just might sneak in to the Super Bowl. For more, make sure you check out the free and the only Daily Bengals podcast, Locked On Bengals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That's a wrap for us here. Thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more on the National Football League and your team, make your second listen, Locked On NFL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker. This has been Locked On Now, Locked On your team every day.